Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. This week, I bring you my interview with author Kate Croco. Kate is a psychotherapist, confidence, and mindset coach and writer who mentors female leaders around the globe. She is the host of the weekly podcast, Thinking Like a Boss, where she regularly interviews female entrepreneurs from various fields who have found success in business and in life. Today, we discuss the difficulties that women face when launching and running their own businesses. How can we overcome our limiting beliefs and how do we discern whether or not to take an opportunity? And then how do we start before we feel ready? All of that and more with my interview with Kate. But before we get to the interview, would you say that you benefit from listening to the Minimalist Moms podcast? If so, it helps enormously to share it with your friends. And be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I so appreciate your listening and all of your support. And now for my interview with Kate. Kate, thanks so much for joining me on the Minimalist Moms podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to chat. Of course. I'm looking forward to hearing more about your new book, Thinking Like a Boss. But before we get into our conversation, can you just fill listeners in with a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. So I'm a psychotherapist. I'm also a confidence and mindset coach for female leaders. And I work primarily with business owners. And most of the women that I work with have full-time businesses. Some of them have side businesses. A lot of them are stay-at-home mamas um, who are getting into business. I work with a lot of different women. Some of them are in big companies and they're doing their passion project on the side. And I really help them step into who they truly want to be by helping them identify the lies and limiting beliefs that they tell themselves because I'm sure that you've experienced these. I have experienced so many lies that I've told myself um, since owning a business. And I think just being a woman, it's it's so easy to look around and think more of what we're lacking in rather than what we're doing right. So I help them just really take a peek into what those are and help them shift them and start seeing themselves for how other people see them. Great. And I'm sure that within your coaching, you probably talk a lot about simplifying and intentional living. But before we kind of get to what you do in a little bit more depth, I'm curious to know how does simplification and minimalism play a role in your life? Do you consider yourself a minimalist? Uh, I strive to be a minimalist. I, it, it's my dream, um, to get there. I try every week to go through all of the stuff in the house. And I, I think it's been so much harder after having kids, mm. um, just with the toys and the clutter. And I try to just pare down all the time. I'm always getting rid of stuff, but somehow with, <laughs> thankfully no family will probably listen to this, but in-laws and extended family, like somebody, one of their family members just came over to watch the girls for a little while before this. And she brought like two giant easels for painting for both of them, which was so kind and generous, but we already have an easel and now we have three. Mm. So it's definitely one of those struggles that I, I am really striving to get to an even better place 
Yeah, I think that probably a lot of people struggle more with the items coming in from others as opposed to deliberately bringing them in. And just um, a real a real quick tip for you in regards to the art easel, what we did for my son recently, he was gifted a basketball hoop and we actually already own one. So we just told his grandfather that we didn't need to return it, but maybe it would be better kept at his house and that way Martin can play with it there. So we're not saying no completely. We're just saying no to keeping it at our house. I love that idea. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Yeah. Little tips here and there go a long way. Um, And I know it is difficult to begin purging once you do have children. My sister was just telling me today, actually, how overwhelmed she was in her space. And I just told her, why don't you declutter again? And I feel like we can never purge enough and we're just consistently having to go back and check in and kind of repurge. So let's dive into more of what you do. You coach women who feel like it's a daunting process to start a business. So would you say that this has come out of your own difficulties? And then I guess what experiences are women saying that they're encountering when they begin their own business? Sorry, that was somewhat of a long-winded question. No, this was a great question. And I love it because it ties in so well with the whole theme of minimalism because for myself, when I first got into business, and I think so many of the women that I work with struggle with this, is you look around and you see what everyone else is doing and you think that you have to do all the things. Mm -hmm. And you think that in order to be successful, you have to have, you know, a perfect website, a perfect Instagram page, perfect copy, um, all of these things. And I thought that, and it felt like for a long time, I really chased all of these things. And I realized after a while that really what it boils down to with business success is simplifying Mm. and just doing, I think, especially as a mom now, I realized that keeping things as simple as possible and just doing the necessary and cutting all of the unnecessary stuff out is really what will make you successful. Because I have, you know, when I first started my businesses, I had like 70, 80 hours a week I could pour into them. And now my kids are in childcare, maybe, I don't know, 15 hours a week or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just, you know, working in any little pockets of time that I get. I try to wake up really early before them in the morning and work for a couple hours. Um, But I think that we tend to overcomplicate things. And I think that often we think that in order to be successful, again, I have to do all these things. And we almost think in order to be successful, like this has to be hard. And I, I like to just say, like, just make it easy. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you make this simple for yourself? Because if I continue to show up in my business the way that I thought that I needed to early on, like, there's no way I could have sustained that with having kids because I thought early on, and like, I had to look put together. I needed to wear, you know, dressy clothes and have makeup on mm-hmm. and have my hair done. And mm-hmm have these perfectly curated videos. And all I do now is just show up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beauty of having your own business is you can make it whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And for this messy season that we're in, you know, I show up in my yoga pants and my (laughs) dry shampooed hair Mm -hmm. without any makeup on with a filter on and that's it. Mm -hmm. And just keep it, just keep it easy. That's what I like to say to people. Yeah, that's really great advice all around. I think that we do tend to overcomplicate things, and I don't necessarily think that it's a 
female tendency, but I do think that women are juggling a ton of different roles and there's just a lot on our minds. And so we begin to overthink or overcomplicate just various areas in our lives. So um, in your new book, you also talk about coaching your clients to start before they feel ready. So I'm just a little bit more curious to this approach. Why would we start before we feel ready? Yeah. So I don't think that we're ever going to feel more ready. And I think it us saying, I need to feel more ready is really just sort of an excuse and sort of um, a way for us to sort of cover like what's really going on. And when we're saying that we're not ready, it's just saying that we're scared. Mm-hmm. And um, because I think so often we think we'll be ready once things are aligned. Like once we have more time, I'll be ready once I get that next certification or that next degree. I'll be ready, you know, once my kids are in school. And what tends to happen is when that time comes, we realize that like nothing else has changed. And then we realize that we're actually still not ready. So I always say like today, today, first of all, is the most time you'll ever have. So Mm -hmm. to quit telling yourself, you know, the lie of I don't have enough time to pursue my dreams because we have more than enough time. And I think it's really just about setting boundaries Mm -hmm. with our time. Um, And then I also say that today's the most ready we're ever going to be because I think that the longer that we think about something, we ruminate you know, we start to make it something so much bigger than it really is. Mm -hmm. So for instance, like if I need to do something that's scary, I will just start doing it. Like I'll start taking those steps. And I like to say that, you know, confidence is only created through consistency and it's doing that scary thing once and then trying it again and then again and again and again. And then eventually you start to feel a little bit more ready. Eventually you start to feel a little bit more confident. I, I speak for myself too. Like all, all of these lies in the books in the book are things that I've overcome myself. And, you know, this was a lie that I told myself for a very, very long time. And something else I want to say real quick is that if you are experiencing any of these lies of you know, not having enough time, not feeling ready, not feeling qualified, um, not feeling like you can be a mom and also pursue your dreams, just know that these lies that are coming into your mind, they come into your mind when you're starting to grow. Mm. So if you're staying in the same old place all the time, you probably won't have any fears. Mm -hmm. But if you start to think a little bit bigger, Mm -hmm. these lies are going to come up and just take it as a sign of growth. And the more that you work on them, the easier they will get. Because I mean, since writing this book, I started writing the book two years ago. They've all resurfaced. I can't tell you how many times. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing is now I'm able to go back to the tools to think back to my mantras and all these affirmations and flip it so fast. So rather than staying a week in analysis paralysis, now I can make a decision Um, maybe in a day or maybe in a couple hours. That's great. And I think that sometimes we feel like 
we're not ready because we don't know whether or not to say yes to a certain opportunity. So maybe there is a ton of opportunity coming our way, or maybe there's just opportunities that we don't know how to differentiate between two of them. So what would you say are some guidelines that you kind of put into place on whether or not to say yes or no to the opportunities that we're seeing coming, seeing come our way? Yeah, I love that idea because I think that so often we say yes. I don't think that we say yes always because we actually want to. I always say that we tend to say yes because we think that we need to, we should, or that we have to. And I think that for so many of us women, especially as moms, we don't always make decisions based off of what we want. We do it based off of what we think other people would want for us, or we do it to please other people to make other people happy. Um, And I think just a really simple question to ask yourself is like, what do you want? And do you really want to take that next thing that somebody is offering, that opportunity or whatever that might be? Like, just because you can doesn't mean that you should or that you need to. Mm -hmm. And just because you can doesn't mean that you want to. So I think it's really important, especially in, you know, trying to keep our thoughts minimal and not um, confuse our minds and jumble our minds with so much information, I think it's really important that we try to only say yes to the things that we're really excited about and the things we really want to say yes and commit to. Mm -hmm. And all of the other things we really just, you know, say no. Or another easy way is just to say not now. Like, this is not a good time right now. Thank you for the opportunity. Maybe another time. Mm -hmm. Or I just need to think about it. I need a day. I need a week. And it could be something as simple as, you know, your neighbor asks you to drive them to the airport and you have a really busy day stacked with carting the kids around and this and that. And you have only two hours to yourself to, you know, maybe catch up on some things around the house. And because you can say yes, doesn't mean you have to say yes. Mm -hmm. And there probably is someone else who could also help. So in that circumstance, like just saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to need to get back to you. I have a lot going on today or in the next week, and I'm not sure if that's going to fit with my schedule. And when you can sort of give someone that little clue, it triggers something for them to go and to start looking elsewhere and to start asking around elsewhere or coming up with a backup plan. And then typically, if you do decide that you want to go back to them and say, sure, you know what? I actually do have the time. I'll drive you. By then, they may have found someone else. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's just so important that we don't jump right away and feel like we owe people yeses or nos as soon as they ask. Yeah. And I think it's probably hard for some personalities to start to learn how to say no. And I myself have seen that in my own life. And just looking back to since I've had my son it is absolutely impossible for me to say yes to the things that I used to say say yes to. And just a quick example, there was a woman at the library and my sister and I were there just having a conversation and the woman commented on the fact that we were siblings that had children of the same age and she was commenting on the fact that she didn't have any local friends that were in the same life stage as her. So my mind goes to, well, you can hang out with us. I would love to make a new friend. But as I was leaving the library, I thought to myself, when am I going to have the time to hang out with her? Because I don't even have time to hang out with all of my really close friends. So I think it's just hard because I would have loved to prioritize 
new people and new relationships, but it's just, I don't have the space for that right now. So sorry, this is very long winded. So one of the things that I kind of came up with as I was driving away from that experience was I think that this summer on Fridays for maybe five or six weeks, I was going to invite women from various areas of my life to join me on different hikes at different metro parks. And I was just going to put it out on social media to some of my mom friends. And whoever can come can come. I'm going to be there irregardless of how many people are showing up. But anyways, I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to kind of cultivate and nurture these relationships, but also for women to cultivate relationships with others that they may not have had the opportunity to connect with outside of this set time. So I hope that makes sense. But I think that we just have to come back and find alternative paths on the course that we'd like to take. So so yeah, I'm not really sure if it correlates to your business example, but I, that's just an example I thought about in my own life. I love that idea. And it's funny you said that because I've implemented the same thing. When I first started my business, everyone was like, Hey, can I get coffee with you? Can I pick your brain? And you know, it's hard. It's, these are people that you really want to pour into and you really want to maybe get to know, um, or give them some guidance or advice. And I realized that I was burning out from that. So I decided to do quarterly business meetups. And mm-hmm. now I actually do them a little bit more often, but I make it really easy. I just open up my house and say, hey, whoever's free, come on by, bring a snack. Mm -hmm. And we'll be hanging between 10 and 12. Mm -hmm. And I've probably done now about like, just this last season, I've done probably about four in the last six months. And they're so much fun. And it's the same type of thing. You can catch up with some people. You know, you can introduce people to each other and people who are looking and actively for friends and have extra time, you know, they get to find those people there. Yes. I love that. Similar ideas. Um, well, as one of my last questions for you, I'm curious what it would look like for you to walk us through maybe a visualization exercise that we can kind of go through in our minds on how we can start combating those lies that are keeping us from success. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of one that well, I guess I'll go to the future, the future leader visualization, and I'll just like talk about it a little bit. But I think it's really important that wherever we are in our life and our business. So let's just say, you know, you're a businesswoman and you see yourself maybe being a speaker someday or doing something that's out of your comfort zone today. I think it's so important that you start to visual, visualize yourself as that person today. Mm -hmm. And you start to imagine like, what would your life be like? How would you be walking? How would you be talking? Who would you be hanging out with? Um, How would you be carrying yourself? Like, what would you be wearing? Like really get into it and visualize who that person is. Like, how would you be feeling on the inside? Mm -hmm. What would your schedule look like? Would it be really open? Would you have more time for yourself? Would you have more time to see your friends? And just start to visualize. And then I think also, you know, as a mom, and I do this for myself with my little ones, is like sometimes I'll catch myself and I'm like, I'm not acting how I want to act as a mom. Like Mm -hmm. I start to visualize and think like, this is who I want to be as a mom. Mm -hmm. And I need to start to believe I'm already her. And I need to start 
taking those steps to get closer to who that mom is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll just start to get a little more organized in the house, start to be a little bit more patient with the kids. So I think it's like really just continuously checking in with yourself and keeping yourself accountable and saying, am I acting as that person that I really want to be in the future? And just to know that that person you want to be in the future, like that's already you. It's just you with a little bit more refining. That's all. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to leave with listeners in regards to the new book? Yeah, I'd like to just say, just get started. You know, I I think so often we get stuck and we think that everything needs to be a perfect circumstance. You know, we need to have all these things in place. But even when life is really messy, like just take that first step, like take one imperfect messy step to get to wherever that is you want to be. That's great advice. And I do think we have to remember that every venture, every creative project, everything really that has begun in this world was initially started because someone took that initial step and overcame their fears in doing so. Well, Kate, where can listeners find you if they want to connect or grab a copy of your new book? Yeah. So I love hanging out on Instagram. My Instagram is just Kate Krakow, my name. I also love hanging out on my podcast, Thinking Like a Boss, and you can get my book at all major bookstores. Great. I'll be sure to include all of that in the show notes for listeners. And as we wrap up here, I am just curious to know what is something that you're simplifying right now, aka what is your minimalist moment of the week? Mm, My schedule. We're trying to shift things around with the kids to just simplify the schedule. And this is like something I feel like we do almost every week, but I think we have a good plan for next week. Excited about it. Great. Yeah. The schedule is always something that I feel like I'm that's ever shifting. So my last question for you is what is something that you can't stop talking about? I think I, I love encouraging people to say no. Like I I do this all the time, like Mm -hmm. friends, family, like, do you guys realize you actually have a choice? Mm -hmm. You can say no to that. You don't have to say yes. Mm -hmm. So that's like my favorite thing right now is just encouraging people because people forget like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you're right. I have a choice. I don't have to say yes. Absolutely. And every time that you do choose to say yes, you're saying no to something else and vice versa. So I do think that's something that we have to keep in mind when we're navigating what we are saying no to. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to join me on the podcast today, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. What did you think of the interview with Kate? I think even for women that aren't wanting to pursue their own business ventures, Kate had a lot of practical advice in regards to schedules and the importance of being confident in saying no to opportunities that come our way and just discerning how to navigate the different opportunities that come our way. I think some of that is universal regardless of whether or not you're wanting to pursue a business opportunity. What do you think? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalismomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Facebook page, Instagram account, and where you can find me all around the web. Join me back here next week as I bring you my conversation with Sharon Janes. Sharon is the author of several books, one of which will be discussing the power of a woman's words. So join me back here next week as she offers practical advice for using the gift of words to encourage our children at any age. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.